Welcome to the English Out Loud podcast, a podcast where I give you tips on how you can enhance your spoken English. Today, I've got another audience on、uh, Clubhouse here. The audience is growing. Used to just be maybe two people, and now I've got six already. And maybe they'll come and go as things go along. But I think these folks are interested in practicing some vowel sounds with me here today, and that's what I'm happy to work on. Today's episode's focus is going to be all about what we call the long a sound. In some previous episodes, I've spoken about a couple of different vowel sounds: the long o vowel, and I've also spoken about the short o and how these two sounds are. The long o makes a sound like o. The short o changes depending on the accent, but typically, kind of an ah top. Thought the short o and the long o are different in that the long o moves while we pronounce it. O has two different kind of movements. I'm not going to get into detail about that one in particular, but the long a has a similar kind of habit. It moves as well. A when I pronounce that, I'm not just keeping my mouth in one spot. I'm making two different positions, and that. Is what we're going to be discussing here today. Before I get into that, however, I'd like to remind everybody listening that,、uh, of course, this podcast can be found on Apple Podcast, Audible, Spotify, whatever podcast app you like. Make sure you're subscribed to it. Make sure you hit like because these things help my episodes get recognized better as valuable for, of course, teaching English pronunciation. So. The English Out Loud podcast. Hit like, hit subscribe, leave a comment. These help me pop up so more people can learn from me. Let's get into this long a sound. The long a is a sound that is a little stretched out in the beginning, and it's kind of short and fading on the end. It requires two movements, as all long vowels do. They require different movements, and as with other moving sounds. You want to keep in mind this is going to take time to adjust to. You're teaching your muscles a brand new way to kind of morph. It's going to take time, but consistent practice of movements and the、uh, phrases we're going to talk about here today will show you some change in your muscle memory. The common difficulty that I notice is a lot of people will pronounce the letter A in a kind of static position. Pronouncing more of a short vowel. This is a bit of a difficulty because when this is done, we're left with a bit of an unfinished sound. If this happens with a, we're left with more of a sound like an a, a. To your ears, that may sound like a regular a, a. But to an American's ears, that sounds more like an e, more like a short e sound, a. So what can we do about this? Well. Two movements involved. It's actually not too difficult of one. What I'm going to talk about before getting into that is where does this come up? When do we find this long a sound? I keep on saying the word long a. I haven't even really mentioned exactly what it is. It's the sound a. This is what we hear in words like day, play, late, snail, April. It can be found as you hear there at the end of a word, in the middle of a word, at the beginning, anywhere within the word, and it does, as I mentioned, take time to adjust to. 
Now that we're familiar with where it can be found, let's talk about how to do it. The first thing, drop your jaw down a little bit. Have the back of your tongue kind of just lightly touching the top of your back teeth. And if you voice that, it's going to give you a sound like, eh, eh. The second movement now is that we are going to bring the jaw up and make more pressure between the tongue and the upper teeth. We are going to bring it up, and as it comes up, it kind of fades away in the sound. It goes from being that strong, eh, to a fading, e, a, a. Adriana, can I hear you make those two movements there? A. A. That was a real clear one indeed. Indeed. So what you're doing well is you've got it fading at the end. You're not giving it an A-E where it's going up and strong in the end. But we want to make it kind of just quick and kind of fading away. If both of these movements are not completed when you're saying this particular sound, I can guarantee that you just won't get that much desired consistent sound. You'll want to move it when you make this particular vowel. Now, as I've mentioned in the past, and I'd just like to mention once more, do you need this to speak English perfectly? No. You don't need a perfect accent to speak English just fine. But if you want to, that is exactly how you do it. You keep the jaw low, eh, then you bring it on up and have the sound fade away. A. Let's see now. Let's move on. Let's see just a couple of small common words you can feel for this with. Can I hear first, Adriana, you repeat after me, day. Day. This, that's what we want there. Like held out like that. And you, could I hear from you the word play? Play. Good. What I'd like to point out that these words have in common is they end in the letters A-Y. Not all words ending in A-Y make an A sound, and not all words that make an A sound end in an A-Y. But that is a common denominator with a lot of them. A. The next one up is we're going to look in the middle of a word here. Adriana, can I hear the word awake? Awake. Clear. Very good. And you, could I hear you say the word break? Break. That's coming along. What these words have in common, they're within the middle of a word is what we're seeing. These words, awake, break. These are A's that are kind of affected by another vowel. That particular vowel is an E. When we have awake, we have an A-K-E. Quite often, when that's at the end of a word, the A before the consonant is going to be a long vowel. All the same, we see the same over in break, B-R-E-A-K. It could also be spelled differently, but in this circumstance, it is an E and an A and a K, and we're giving it an ache. Other times, maybe that would come out like eek, but whatever. I don't make the rules of English. When we have two vowels very close to each other, maybe with one consonant separating them, or two vowels right beside each other, you can often count on one of those vowels being a long vowel. In these cases, we're seeing, of course, long A's. 
Now, the next words that we're going to take a look at, however, are when the long A's at the beginning of a word. Adriana, could I hear you repeat after me? April. April. Now, I'm slightly hearing an I. I. And all that that means is that the back of your tongue dropped down a little bit too far to give us an ah, and then going up to the e. So you have the second half perfect. What we want to do is keep the back of the tongue right up with those top teeth, kind of just touching the top teeth when the jaw drops down to give us a, a. Can I hear that again? A. And then April. April. Pretty good, pretty good indeed. And you, if I could hear from you the word able. Able. That was a good A, definitely. Sounded like it was moving. So, let's see a handful of quick phrases with this and just put it into context. Adriana, can I hear you say, work before play? Work before play. Very good, very good. And you, could I hear you say first aid? First aid. Very good. How about, Adriana, could I hear, I'm going to give you a sentence with two A's in it. Able to stay. Able to stay. What I noticed, just a common denominator, is at the end of a word, it may be a little trickier. Like a lot of people feel that way at the end of a word. But... Keep working at it now that you know the muscle memory, and this will develop. Well, you, could I hear another phrase from you? Could I hear a big mistake? A big mistake. Also, in that word mistake, I just want to point out, you had the A pretty good. The I in that word, I don't really say like a regular I. I don't give it a meh sound, but more of even a meh. What we would call a schwa, which... Well, I'll talk about another time. So kind of like a mistake. Mistake. Could I hear that again there? Mistake. And how about in the phrase, a big mistake? A big mistake. Very good. Well, moving on forward. Now, those are some common phrases with this here. And, of course, all of these phrases are going to be in the notes of the podcast afterwards so feel free to check that out of this uh, particular episode but moving on down i'd like to bring up a handful of idiomatic expressions which are particularly useful when practicing the a sound idiomatic expressions are a great way to express yourself in any language that you're learning i think it's always valuable to really just to have a handful of idioms at your disposal some common ones It just helps you kind of communicate in a way that, you know, locals are more used to hearing. If uh, if you want to communicate with Americans and sell them things, you want to talk to them the way that they're used to being spoken to, of course. So, what idioms can help you do that? Well, the first I'm going to bring up is a piece of cake. And that's what it is as well. So, it's a piece of cake. Could I hear you say that, Adriana? Piece of cake. Good stuff. And what is, have you heard this idiom if I say, like, it's, this test is a piece of cake? Have you heard that before? Yes, I have heard it. 
What would you suppose that means? That the test is very easy. Exactly, I agree with you. If something's a piece of cake, it is a task that's done with ease, not difficult at all. So, can I hear you say that there? This test should be a piece of cake. This test should be a piece of cake. Pretty good. And you? Could I hear you say? Here's a. Which one do I want to do? Okay. Face the music. Face the music. Face the music. There you go. What is this idiom? Have you heard that before? Face the music. No. 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 Yeah, kind of like there's there are difficult situations in life, and some of them are inevitable. Some of them you have to go ahead and、uh, and face the music. You have to face either some consequences or you have to face. Something, some inevitable situation. Well,、uh, could I hear you say this phrase here? I had to face the music and admit that I broke it. Face. I, I had to face the music, and I admit I broke it. There we go. There we go. All right. Let's see two more idiomatic expressions here. Okay. What do you think of this one, Adriana? If I say I can't make heads or tails of it, what do you suppose that means? If I say I can't make heads or tails of this, what is that? You are confused. You are confused. That's on the nose there. Confused, indeed. This is what you say if something is maybe unrecognizable. So. Heads and tails refers to the two sides of a coin. Other coins. Aha!、Uh-huh. You may have seen some coins, maybe that are hundreds of years old, and the picture on the coin gets so worn out from use over time, and、uh, and you can't make heads or tails of it. You can't tell up or down on the coin. That's what we're talking about here. That's what that is. So, could I hear you repeat that to me, Adriana? I can't make heads or tails of it. I can't make. Heads or tails of it. Good, very good. And we'll put it into context. So the whole phrase. First, I'll read the whole phrase, and then we'll break it down. Can you explain this bill to me? I can't make heads or tails of the charges. So first, can I hear you repeat? Can you explain this bill to me? Can you explain this bill to me? I can't make heads or tails of the charges. I can't make heads or tails of the charges. There we go. There we go. That is how I'd use it if I didn't want to pay for the whole bill. If I think that they're ripping me off. We'll take a look at one more here with Yuya, and then we'll wrap things up for today. Could I hear rain or shine? Rain and shine. Very good. Very good. No matter the circumstances. Some event is going to happen. So, in rain or shine is referring to the weather. Rain is, of course, unpleasant weather, and shine is the sun. If it's a nice sunny day, so rain or shine, we will go for a hike tomorrow. Can I hear that one there、uh, from Yuya? Rain or shine? Rain or shine. We will go for a hike tomorrow. We'll go for a hike tomorrow. Good stuff. So good. A. I'm just gonna quickly. I'll go over the words that we practiced here today. First, the word was day, and by the way, that's of course useful for every day of the week. 
Saturday, Sunday, Monday. If you get good at just saying the word day, then you get good at saying another seven words as well, don't you? So, day. Another word that we looked at was play. Then awake. Break. Able. April. Then... We jumped on ahead to practice phrases. We looked at a bunch of these here. Work before play. This is another fun thing Americans will say. Well, it's, it's not really so much fun. I guess the point is that it's not fun. Work before play is to say do your chores before you go have some fun. So there is work before play. First aid. Able to stay. A big mistake. Very useful phrases. You want to repeat those often. You want to practice those as much as you can. And then we jumped ahead to idiomatic expressions. We discussed piece of cake. If something is a piece of cake, it's done easily. You've got to also sometimes face the music, which is to say that you have to confront a difficult but inevitable situation, something that just can't, you can't get away from. Another one we saw is, I can't make heads or tails of it. It's saying, as if heads and tails is a coin, you know, the two sides of a coin that's been very worn out over time, and you just can't tell what side is what. Can't make heads or tails of it. And uh, rain or shine. This is to say, no matter the circumstances, something's going to happen rain or shine, I will have this podcast episode out on Tuesday, tomorrow, June 1st. That is what I've got to say for today. I'd like to invite anybody who's interested, anybody who has any questions or comments or anything. Uh, if anybody'd like to raise your hand, feel free to do so and you can pop on up here, ask a question or two, because the questions that you have are going to help about a hundred people around the world, because that's how many people are probably listening to this. So if you ask a question, chances are somebody else has a similar question. It's only they're not able to ask me because they're listening while they're driving their car. Oh, you, yeah? Yeah, sure. What's up? Okay. Oh, we're, now we're uh, learning how to uh, pronounce in a good way, like if we are pronouncing able to stay. Okay, so when we have to put it in a whole sentence, we're gonna uh, pronounce it like able to stay or able to stay. Now we're talking fast. I was gonna work. Oh, yeah, good question. Good question. The movements that we've been discussing here are super exaggerated. These movements are not how people typically speak when they're speaking because for me, when I say A, I don't have to think, I don't have to force anything, my muscles will just naturally move because ever since I was four months old, I've been listening to people saying A around me. My brain kept on kind of absorbing that information and uh, my muscles kept on developing to reproduce those sounds. And so for me... It's just as easy as breathing. However, for other people, this, as I mentioned at the beginning, it's very necessary to force the movements. Very necessary. Because you're adding new movements to your muscle memory. You're adding new movements to the ability 
to recall sounds, to, uh, to rather distinguish sounds and replicate them. And so I would say starting out, you want to really stretch this out. In time, however, suppose that you memorize one of these phrases or an idiomatic expression and you repeat it to yourself frequently. Within a month, you're going to be able to do that probably effortlessly. Your muscles are going to be used to it. If you keep on listening for other A sounds and you keep on practicing those movements, your muscles will slowly move into the, uh, the placements that they want. My job is essentially, honestly, just to give people exercise after exercise, like hundreds and hundreds of times until they hate me, so that their muscles keep getting forced into those positions. What it comes down to anyway, indeed. You have a great question, and the sound that we learned today, you want to practice that today so that one year from now, you don't need to practice that, you know? So that one year from now, you can do it quickly and naturally, and it just flows along with the rest of your vowels. So good question there. Well, this has been a rather informative episode. Today, I'd like to thank my friends here on Clubhouse for helping me out, and also to thank my audience here on Clubhouse for uh, tuning in for this whole time. Uh, it's... As I said, it's gotten bigger, it's gotten smaller, it's actually, it's gotten a little bit bigger. So this is good, you folks are, uh, you know, tuning on in and learning a thing or two here. So thank you for your time, thank you for tuning in, enjoy your day, wherever you are in the world, enjoy your, your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, enjoy your drive, wherever you're driving, have a good time with it, and have a good one.